You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. It's about to be a jovial 60 minutes, my dude. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all when the dynasty, but does she like me? Feel like a plumber sleeping. Now that's a pipe dream for the right fee. I might be entitled to the title, be on top like the cherry of an ice cream. Sunday, Sundays, that's the one day I can come play, come play, never complain. Cause I know the boys gon' drop a pod, prop up my squad so I can talk a lot. But here we go again, it's a new year. Rookies flowing in, it's some new tears. Who here to do fear? Bounce bells off of their chest like boutonnieres. It's a new year. Happy hour, yeah, yeah Let me ask you this, are you trying to get picks? Are you trying to get rich? Are you trying to get ships? Then you're trying to get this And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all Hey, welcome in to the Dynasty Happy Hour Live on the Fantasy Points Mega Stream. And speaking of Fantasy Points, uh, you can use code 21DHH10 to get 10% off a Fantasy Point subscription. It's absolutely elite. The season is here. You've got drafts probably tomorrow. I know a lot of people, there was a poll on Twitter. There's a lot of drafts that are still going to happen in the next three or four days, right up until the season kicks off on Thursday. 90% of the subscribers to Fantasy Points made the playoffs in 2020. That number is going to go up because it's that awesome. It's the lowest price in the industry, even lower with our code, 21DHH10. They have an analytic uh, power draft tool. There's DFS Optimizer. I play DraftKings DFS just for fun. I'm a quarter arcade guy. I don't like losing money. Uh, So I I play little bits. And then if if I'm up 50 cents, man, huge win. Uh, I don't like to lose money. Um, But that's, yeah, Fantasy Points is absolutely awesome. Make sure you subscribe today. Use code 21DHH10. This week, we are uh, talking about something a little different. You know, we've got kickoff coming up on Thursday and everyone's like sleepers and deep sleepers and guys that are still snoozing and losing. And that's all you're hearing on podcasts right now. Uh, So we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to go over the unwritten rules to follow in dynasty or redraft leagues. You need to know before the season starts. So we're gonna, that's going to be our main topic today. We're also going to hit you with some news. But before we get to that, I am going to introduce my lovely co-hosts, Tyler Gunther out in the great state of Minnesota, and James Kreese down in Jersey. James, you, you, get me, 
uh, how you doing? You get any fun with the hurricane down there, guy? What's no, no, on? we stay dry here in the south, but uh, I heard North Jersey got a got a little uh, swampy up there. A little swampy. Uh, how's the weather up there in uh, Minnesota? Do you guys have winter yet, or what's going on? Uh, no, actually, we're <laughs> starting to get into that nice foliage. You know, the leaves are starting to 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 fall a little bit, but no, the weather's getting nice. Nighttime's getting a little cooler. We're getting into the sixties. I can't wait to wear a sweatshirt. Oh my god! Like I, I love running in at night in the fall because that cool breezy never really sweat because it freezes instantly in Minnesota. So you just never really fully can sweat. And uh, yeah, I mean it's beautiful up here, and the season's changing, which means football. There's nothing better. I we actually had an invite to go out on a friend's sailboat for next Sunday, and I was like, sorry. It's like a holiday to me. It's an important day to me next Sunday. <laughs> it's more there? like a bail boat. Yeah, yeah. Going. I ain't going nowhere. Uh, so I told him, I said, sorry, I would love to any other weekend. But the first Sunday of the NFL season is like a holiday to me. Like everything sorry, not stops. sorry. Everything stops. <laughs> the world stops. My children and my wife don't exist for at least a day. And I just watch football and I take it all in. And it's beautiful. It's me and my element. And I'm sure you guys feel the same. Absolutely. I'll be gr- I'll be glued to the screen watching eight games at once. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be amazing. So let's get into some news. Speaking of those eight games, we've got some news. We've got some injuries. We've got some COVID stuff going on. We know it's going to be a thing this year. Don't be naive and think that players aren't going to miss games because of COVID. We've already got our first one. It was Zach Martin from the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to be out for Thursday's game. He just tested positive. So unfortunately, the all pro guard is going to be out. Uh, I'm not downgrading Zeke. Sorry, not sorry. Um, you know, they, they'll have a decent line even without Zach Martin, who they missed for a lot of last year, too. So our first big one, and it is COVID related, is Ryan Tannehill is off the list and he is good to go for week one. So Tannehill, this probably one of the sneakiest QB ones um, that I can remember here in the last couple of years. And he gets Julio Jones. Uh, we're talking a little bit of redraft tonight, right, with the with the unwritten draft rules. Yep. I got Tannehill as my QB one in like round 12 in one of my redraft leagues. I stacked him with Julio Jones and Anthony Fersker redraft stacks, but I love the value on Tannehill this year in redraft. And if you can, you know, if you can go out and try to acquire him, uh, I think kind of on the cheap, even in super flex leagues, Tannehill is super efficient. I know that, you know, they lost Johnu Smith, but Fersker's there. They add Julio. Like I I like Tannehill again this year, so he's going to be good to go. We don't have to worry about Logan Woodside projected for 20 points in MFL anymore when you sort players for projections. Sorry, not sorry about that. Um, What do you think about Tannehill this year, Tyler? Are you you pursuing Tannehill? What do you think about the Titans offense as a whole? Uh, I mean, I think he's just going to kind of be what he was last year. Maybe an uptick in yardage. But I mean, we all know Hulu doesn't score touchdowns, right? So who are we kidding next? Andre Johnson uh, 2.0. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not really boosting him up too much. He's going to be a great end of the quarterback ones. Like he's going to be a quarterback 11, quarterback 12. Like I said, maybe gets a slight boost, a quarterback nine-ish. But there's so many good quarterbacks this mm-hmm. year that you can you can pick up late. Tannehill's a great example that I think. I posted on Twitter, due to the 17-game season, you're going to see a lot of statistical things being broken. A lot of years. Which I, which I hate. That's like one of my yeah, biggest it, downfalls. It, it kinda, it, it's going to suck because you're going to see. You're, you're, you might see a quarterback throw for 5,500 yards. Like that, that could be a possibility. We've seen 5,100, 
I mean, Stafford being with the Rams and kind of with their offense, he's already he, got a 5,000 yard passing season. Yeah. He could be a guy that breaks the the season record just because of that extra game. So you're going to have a lot of, uh, I, I think people are going to get kind of get trapped into the whole, Hey, that's a great season, but then forget that there's an extra game added on. So uh, like I posted on Twitter earlier, that season of a thousand yards for rushing or a thousand yards receiving, I don't think is as impressive because that's 58.8 yards yeah. per, per, you know, yards per, per game. game. Mm-hmm. And that's not great. I mean, <laughs> you expect more from running back. So I'm thinking like 1200 yards is going to probably be the more expected our RB kind of and wide receiver value. We want out of yardage when it comes to a season. So, I mean, with Tannehill, I think we're kind of staying pat. Uh, I, I like his addition to weapons, but you got to think they're running through Henry. Yeah, absolutely. James, any thoughts on the Titans before we move on? Um, I'm on the other side of that. I think, I think Tannehill can take a step up. I mean, we, we see Arthur Smith leave that offense, new uh, offensive co- uh, coordinator. And Henry might not be the guy that just keeps bulldozing down. Yeah, of course, they're going to run the ball with Derrick Henry. But with the addition of Julio Jones, it gives Ryan Tannehill another confident wide receiver. I mean, we know we saw Corey Davis excel last year, wound up getting um, some some priority and moving on to the Jets. Julio Jones is going to eat in this offense. He's going to command some targets. And Ryan Tannehill finished uh, quarterback seven last year. I, I think he Sneaky. can finish somewhere around that area. I mean, his his completion percentages was up in the 70s. So mm-hmm. if he can maintain that with the sta- stability, I don't think Ferkser is really like a name to be mentioned as much as we thought. I think since mm. Julio's in that. Um, I don't but, know. I mean, he could be sneaky if you if you I know, Doug, you love your tight ends. Um, it's true. But I, I think it's really the main threat of A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones and I, I think Tannehill stays in between that that first tier of, I mean, not first tier, but uh, second tier of quarterback ones. Yeah, and I think Tennessee's defense didn't really improve in the offseason, so I think they could find themselves behind a little bit more. So that'll be that'll that'll rise the boats for the passing game for the Tennessee Titans. So we do have more quarterback COVID news. Tom Brady had COVID in February, so not only does he beat Father Time, he also beat COVID. Uh, supposedly he got it right after the Super Bowl celebration. Probably it was probably on the trophy <laughs> when they were throwing it from the boat to boat. And, yeah. and that's probably how Brady got it. Imagine all the, the hands on that thing. Guys are probably kissing, kissing it, it. Out with yeah. it. Yeah. It's a super spreader event. So Tom Brady had COVID. I guess his <laughs> folks had it too. So I'm glad that they're healthy. I know his mom, um, was battling cancer for a while. So I'm glad that they're all healthy too. So Tom Brady, just another notch in his belt. You can't take him down the T the TV 12 method, you know, no nightshades. And it's all about avocado ice cream in the Brady household. Yeah. Um, good yeah how many vitamins do you think he took during his, his COVID stand? I, none. I, he doesn't need to. Probably not. Just eat yeah. a bunch of vet, like yeah. extra celery that day. But yeah. He wasn't going days. out for like horse and Jackson's or whatever these. Yeah. My, doing. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing about Tom Brady is there's a Snapchat thing that does uh, a sports athletes. And then they go to their gym and fridge and Tom Brady is one of them. And his gym is legit on the beach. Like he's got a separate house for his gym and it's on the beach. You look out, there's a beach and then they showed his, his fridge and there's nothing unhealthy in there. It's all vegetables. He's like, I'll eat his smoothies and he drinks like coconut water. If he wants something sweet, like that's something sweet to him. And he's, and they're talking like, Oh, well, what do you do for a cheat day? And he looked at the camera. He's like, there is no cheat days. Like he's just like, no days off. 
<laughs> man, this guy, no this guy is legit. And honestly, he's I a, also he's a robot. It. You know that, right? I, I love Tom Brady in Tampa Bay because it just shows how much Belichick held him back personality wise in New England. He's yeah. so fun. Like he's awesome to kind of just being able to let loose with Bruce Arians as a coach and just kind of being himself. And I love it. Uh, my bold take this year has been that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going undefeated. They're going back to back Super Bowls, 19 or 20 and 0, rather. Brady's going to stick it to Belichick in the ultimate way possible. He already won a Super Bowl and he's like, you know what, Bill? We couldn't go undefeated. I'm going to do it. All the starters return. That's my bold take. Well, Tampa I mean, Bay. it's going to start. It's going to start week one this Thursday when they when they roll again over the Cowboys. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Absolutely. So in other news, we got Jamar Jefferson improving every week. He's a deep sleeper. So if DeAndre Swift takes time to get going, which is what we've heard, um, I've actually been able to draft DeAndre Swift and redraft a little bit later. And he's my RB three in one league. Super happy about that. I think there's too many people fading Swift. I know the offense is going to yeah. be great. Doesn't mean he can't be great in fantasy. I love the talent. But Jamar Jefferson's a guy um, that he's been improving. So if you go into your roster and you're like, you know what? I got an extra taxi squad or I got an extra roster spot because you're probably going to get down to your roster limits uh, by Wednesday or Thursday, at least. Um, If you have extra spots and he's a guy that's available on your waivers or first come first serve, I would definitely pick him up. I I was actually able to pick up Jarrett Patterson uh, in a league just this past today, actually, because waivers ran. It's a 50 team it's an IDP. Lots of, I had, I was able to IR some guys and get some spots. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick him up. It's a contract year league. I got him almost at the stone cold minimum. So moves like that. Am you know, I you in pick that up, league? No. So okay, you, I was going to say, I swear if that is the same <laughs> league we are in, I made a massive mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Don't worry. Um, so I picked him up because you know what guys like that outside of Antonio Gibson, who's had an injury with turf toe. He's got over that McKissick's not, a 200 touch guy like but Patterson I could see touching the ball a ton if Gibson misses time they got rid of Peyton Barber like that could be a wild card that pays off so I was uh, very happy to to kind of go through and see who was available and grab him so do the same with Jamar Jefferson and you won't be sorry guys any thoughts on Jamar Jefferson uh, before we move on yeah um oh yeah yeah, you go I'm sorry Uh, Uh, I was was gonna say uh, we've been talking about it the past two or three episodes now with uh, Jamar Jefferson and Khalil Herbert. You know, Tyler mentioned Khalil Herbert. I went out and picked up Khalil Herbert everywhere I could. And we know that Tariq Cohen's out. You know, Damian Williams most likely will be the pass catching back in that offense. If something happens to David Montgomery, we could see Khalil Herbert getting into that rotation as well. So I like the situation for all three of those running backs, Patterson, Jefferson, and Herbert. Uh, you know, there could be some sneaky rookies that actually get some some touches this season. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, going back to Jefferson, his tape I loved. I actually comped him to Marlon Mack athleticism-wise. He's a one-cut runner, a guy that, you know, cuts into the hole that he needs to go to, and he's off. He's He's got great speed. He's a guy that can can hit home runs, and I think he just – he's a different aspect of the Lions running backs. Jamal Williams is more of a north-south guy. He, he does a dirty work. Swift is that – Camara, pass catcher, shifty guy. And then you got Jefferson as that speed, one hit, take it to the house type guy. Jefferson could be a very sneaky end of the roster guy, like you said, Doug, that that could really pan out for your team. As much as I love Swift, the guy needs to come healthy. And Jefferson, during the preseason, has proved that he deserves a spot on the team and deserves such as. Absolutely. So now we've got some tight end talk. So I'm all perking up because I love me some tight ends. My rosters are absolutely clogged with developmental tight ends. That's, <laughs> that's a joke. 
Well, they are clogged, and I yeah. probably should do better. He's not lying, though. Very developmental. Yeah. <laughs> Very developmental. <laughs> One of these days, Dawson Knox, they released Jacob Hollister. If you, don't step, if you don't, Yes, that's a <laughs> I want Dawson Knox to step it up this year. They got rid of Hollister. It's Knox season all day long. But in the, for the Broncos, head coach Vic Fangio said Noah Fant uh, would play week one. So it looks like he is good to go. Uh, just the leg. Does he have other injuries? We don't know about Tyler. So no, I, I put it on the show sheet because I read it as Noah Fant leg is good to go for week one. So like just, just his leg, leg, just the leg. And I, I, I laughed and chuckled and I'm like, I, I wonder if I could slide this joke in with Doug, but obviously I needed to type it a little better. But I think no, they should it, have the rest of his uniform just be green and then shoot it against a green screen. So all you see is his leg. All you see. Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> agree. I mean, even when they said his injury, they're like, uh, no offense, leg looks promising for week one. And it's like, <laughs> hopefully, okay. hopefully the rest of his body looks promising. Yeah, like uh, hopefully, you know, he could catch the ball. I too. mean, hopefully his reception percentage is a little bit higher than it yeah. usually is, too. Yeah, that would be nice. Noah fan. He seems like one of those guys like that's forever dinged up. So hopefully... Like we the next a, guy we're going to talk about. <laughs> Hopefully we get a full healthy season out of Noah Fant. You know, the crazy athleticism. Um, you know, my brother-in-law says he was Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts. And I'm like, I get it. More, more people who had him yeah, he's above not. Hawkinson no. the same year. Remember that yeah. crazy? No, I do no, remember that. Man. So speak other tight ends. Evan Ingram is more than likely out in week one. Although he did get a full practice in today, if I remember correctly. Um, Saquon limited touches in week one. It's, it looks like they're pro- probably going to try to ease in their franchise running back. Kadarius Tony starting to create some positive buzz. He was on the COVID list for a while and then he had an injury. Um, you know, they drafted him in the first round and there's a lot of injuries in this giants passing game. You have Ingram Galladay with the hamstring. He's got soft tissues. So he just started practicing. Darius Slayton has a foot injury. Um, we talked about, it, I think it was last week. If you're in win now, go get Sterling Shepard. He's cheap and he's going to command a ton of targets. So that's all I got to say about yeah. that. But Evan Ingram, you know, I just don't think he's going to be it for the Giants. He's going to have to move on to another team um, in Dynasty to really get that value. They, Unless they can prove that they can use him because last year it was drags, drags, drags all day long. He ran five yards. He was like Juju on this offense, five yards from the line of scrimmage. And that was it. And that's not how you use a player like Evan Ingram. You have him stretch the seam. You throw downfield. You use him like George Kittle because he's just as athletic as George Kittle for the most part. Um, but yeah, so talk to me about Kadarius Tony James. This news, I mean, I know you're a, you're a Giants guy. Oh, so talk to take me. All this. Talk to me about Tony. <laughs> I find I found him slipping into the late second round in rookie drafts, and I went and grabbed him in a couple of leagues because, like, Why? first round draft capital. <laughs> Uh, I, I think he has the opportunity, maybe not this year, but next year. Um, you know, we have to see what, what happens with Sterling Shepard. We have to see what happens with Darius Slayton. And, you know, Shepard is, Shepard is, I don't hate to use the words injury prone, but 50% of his career, he's been missing games. So I'm not on board fully with Sterling Shepard. I think the whole Giants offense is a big question mark when it comes to injuries. It seems like every week somebody else is missing practice. Kyle Rudolph somebody is else too. is taking drills on the sideline. I think Kyle Rudolph just came back. He did. Um, and it was the Anthony same Thomas time is where getting Evan owned that left tackle. So, oh, God. <laughs> same time as five uh, left tackles. Oh, choose from and he chose the worst one. Where's, where's Nate Solder at? Is he back on the team? 
I think I on the right side. I don't think so. I don't think soldier's back. Um, the one, the couple guys that I did like from the preseason, Caden Smith showed a little bit of promise uh, with Evan Ingram out. He did catch that touchdown uh, in preseason. I think Tony has an opportunity here. He's, he's a speedster. Okay. He's got quick hands. If Saquon Barkley, if Saquon Barkley is getting a, a snap count, like I, I think 15 touches per game or something like that to start out the season, we could see, a rotation of Devontae Booker and Kadarius Tony taking some snaps. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. He has that, I want to say, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel kind of slot technique to him, something that Shepard doesn't have with him. So if he can do that, if they work him into the offense, it all depends on this week of practice before the big big games. And I'm not buying into Evan Ingram being at practice because it was Sunday. It's a walkthrough day. I'm, I'm not buying it. Like, there's something wrong with Evan Ingram. There really is. He hasn't been on a full practice schedule with pads since this 2019. No, since before the first preseason game, we have yeah. not seen him in full contact. And I am a little bit of worry. Uh, there's a little bit of worry about him. And fortunately enough, I'm a Giants fan. I don't have him anywhere in Dynasty. I stay away from my homers. Yeah, I, really I only do. roster him in one league. Um, and I'm deep at tight end. I have Kittle and Janu, so I'm not even and Gronk. So I'm not Evan Ingram is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure you Get have healthy. like five other backup tight ends too. Because Foster you know, Moreau, yeah. yeah, I got him. Tyler Croft. Yeah. Laura's he brother. available. He might be available. And if he is, go go and get him. He's a starter. He's, like, he's the starter <laughs> on the Jets. You know, I got a waiver claim out for him in a sleeper league. That I do know for sure. Um, so before we move on to our main topic, I actually, you know what? I want to pause. We don't have in the show sheet cut down day. We are a dynasty podcast. Give me a couple of your biggest surprises on cut down day um, from either like a first or second year player. Tyler, who are you like, dang, they cut this guy. I'm disappointed. I mean, I wasn't shocked because I'm not a fan of the player, but it was shocking due to their depth chart. And that is Quadre Olison. I mean, with, with the Falcons literally rostering you and me as a their fourth and fifth running back. I I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, quadrilles and is the backup. They'll probably sign somebody, but I don't. And then boom, cut. And then Wayne Gallman comes. And now the biggest debate on Twitter is, is it Wayne Gallman or Mike Davis? I mean, one player they could have gotten in free agency and one player they actually went out and approached during free agency. So, I mean, it's, it's Mike Davis, but Wayne Gallman's going to get touches. I, Wayne Gallman, as much as I want to eat crow on this, I don't. I'm not a Wayne Gallman fan. He looked decent the past couple of years. He looks like True. he's he's getting a little better. He's a fine RB2 for an NFL team. I don't want to roster him in fantasy because he's not going to do anything for you. And yeah, I mean, Quadra Olsen was a shock because a lot of people mm. really wanted him to be a thing when it came to Twitter. A lot of people were saying, nope, he's the running back. It's not Mike Davis. And I just sat there saying, you know, if you guys really want any of these guys on your team, uh, especially at Mike Davis's draft costs, mm-hmm. uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I like on Twitter how I heard like, oh, Gallman's going to cut into Davis's work. We'll be like, guys, he was a street free agent. They just they could him. have had him over Mike Davis if they really wanted him. Yeah, so I, I love that narrative. I was like, please. So I'm going to give you a couple of mine. One was Cornell Powell, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, that was shocking. You know, he had a, a great senior year for Clemson, went over a thousand yards. He looked rocked up like he looked like he was in great shape. They draft him and I think it was in the fifth round. There's fourth. not a huge fourth Late round. Fourth. There's not a very deep depth chart there. I mean, you've got Tyreek, obviously. 
You've got McCole Hardman, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Pringle. I mean, he should have been able to make this team, but he didn't. So that was a surprise to me because of the draft capital. Uh, Daz Newsom was another one for the Chicago Bears, who I liked a lot. Um, he ends up getting cut. And uh, does Fitzpatrick, the fourth round pick. Yeah, the and they traded up for him. I think yeah, they, they gave up like three picks. I think they resigned him to, to the him. practice squad, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the that one was, for yeah, me that was, was another surprise. The one for me was Antonio Gandy Golden because I liked him out of Liberty. Yeah. And I, I thought he had some potential there, but now he, he's in a very crowded wide receiver room in Washington. And with Curtis Samuel coming back, it's just, there's just no room for him, unfortunately. Yeah. Gandy Golden was a bit of a surprise. Fun fact, he can solve a Rubik's cube extremely fast. He's very super intelligent, knowledgeable, yes. Yes. super knowledgeable. So that's a fun. Fact I could about do it in Gandy Golden. 30 months, maybe. <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't want to dismiss either is that Royce Freeman was picked up by the Carolina Panthers and, you know, Chuba Hubbard, very popular handcuff in redraft seasons. I see him get drafted at the end of drafts all the time because we know that if CMC gets injured again, as of the depth Chuba. chart, before they got Royce Freeman, it was Chuba all day. They yeah. add Freeman. I think it's still Chuba as well. Yeah. But it's interesting that they add Freeman. Other teams that um, put in waivers for him, I think, was the Raiders. And the Ravens. And, and Ravens, the Ravens, yep. yep. Um, so that was the interesting. Ravens. I've seen a lot of people pick up Tyson Williams on waivers in this past week and blow a lot of fab for him because he is the RB2 right now for Baltimore. So it's obvious that Baltimore is thinking about adding another player into that backfield. And um, yeah, that we'll means see what- no, no confidence in Justice Hill or Tyson Williams. I think it's more Justice Hill. They don't have confidence in him <laughs> and his injured pass. He's still injured right now. He's mm-hmm. he's more of a day to day type thing. But yeah. I think it's more of a Justice Hill. I I actually like Tyson Williams. And uh, if Matt Waldman, who is like the running back whisperer on his videos, if he likes a running back, my ears perk up and he is a big fan of Tyson Williams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I've seen him get added in some leagues uh, this week as well. So it's been a fun week for the ads and the drops and the roster cutdowns. Uh, I'm compliant. And we'll talk about that here in a moment when we go into our main topic. But before we do, I want to talk to you guys about Trophy Smack. Trophy Smack is awesome. You can upgrade your fantasy league by getting an awesome championship belt, a trophy, or a grill. If you like to, you know, like smile and be like champion, you can do that. It's pretty cool. Um, They've got hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer. You can customize for anything that you want. Trophy Smack has a trophy for you. You can use code DHHRING, get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or a belt. They also have stuff for the losers of your league. I did get the toilet bowl in one of my leagues and I got like a, did you get the toilet seat? No, it was like a wood square with like a (laughs) fake turd on top of it. But I'll tell you what, it was intentional because I traded away players and I had 11 picks in the first 50 players in my redraft league in New Hampshire. And I am absolutely stacked this year. So I kicked the can down the road and now I'm deep all over the place going to make now a you're championship gonna kick the turd to the next loser next year, right? Yes. I'm going to be like, like you're going to have go. a better trophy this year from trophy smack. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so when you go on trophysmack.com, make sure you use code DHH ring for that free ring at checkout. All right. So let's get on to our main topic here. So we are talking about unwritten rules in leagues, redraft or dynasty. <clears throat> There's a lot of stuff and we see people complain about it on Twitter all the time. We've seen league drama happen. Um, in our chat groups, whether you're on GroupMe or Twitter or Slack or whatever you use to communicate, there's always seems to be that one person in a league that isn't paying attention. They never respond to trade offers. They are absent. They can't submit a lineup, which is 
my biggest thing, I commission an MFL league. It's that the dynasty league I referenced earlier that I got Jarrett Patterson in. And there was one guy last year that I noticed wasn't submitting lineups. And I said, Andrew, like, I understand that you're super busy. And I said, Hey, do you, do you poop every day? And he's like, yeah, I I poop every day. Of course I go, then you can set your lineup because (laughs) that's what I do. When I poop, I have my phone, like most people in my hand and I go, Oh, it's stinker tinker time. Just like the league. And you sit there and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't tinker with my lineups. I set my lineups and then I'm good. So at least do that. And I, I warned him. I said, Hey, I'm going to let it slide this time. There was a couple weeks in a row. You didn't set a lineup. Make sure you keep your nose clean the rest of the season. He's got a good team. I said, if it happens again, like we're going to have a conversation because I have no time for that. Can I piggyback off that? I mean, the, the whole episode premise actually came from a league issue of mine. I, I, the league, it's my longest running league. It's my first ever dynasty league. And my buddy was a commissioner. He wasn't feeling anymore. Didn't have the time. So he's like, you're going to commish. I, I'm going to leave the league. I found a couple new good owners. The league has really picked up steam again. We got some good o- active owners, but there's this one owner that last year I had to submit lineups for, for five weeks because he was absent. And I did two weeks. I, I tried to email him, message him. And I said, Hey man, you got to submit your lineups. People aren't happy. I can't do it at the moment. I need you to do it. And he didn't respond. So after the third week, when I started seeing him not having an actual lineup in, I took control and I submitted lineups due to league integrity. And I got pushback from that this week. I, we kicked him out of the league because he wasn't active again. Didn't have an act like didn't have an actual lineup to submit for this week. And I got pushback and I, and people were like, well, one guy was like, Hey, you can't do that. He paid his money. He gets to do what he wants with the team. I said, no, not in leagues. I run. I said, I don't know how you guys ran it before, but that's not how I run leagues. And I said, after so many weeks of you not submitting a lineup, I'm going to do it because I don't want people thinking it's unfair for others. You know, people making the playoffs because they played that said team and it was pretty much a free buy. So I, I went on Twitter and I asked Scott Fish and Ryan McDowell and I said, hey, did I do this correctly? Am I in the wrong here? And Ryan McDowell said, you know, it's your league. It's your league. You run it. And my favorite post, one of the rules, I'm going to I'm going to kick it off. One of the rules that was posted by our very own uh, Tim Keller, the ex host, he posted. Let me find it. Um, okay. The commission reserves the right to make the decision based on the interest of the league. And that should be the biggest rule. So your commission, his job is to what? Make sure the league is running smooth. There's no hostility. There's no, you know, we'll go over other things, but mainly just to make sure the league is staying afloat and make sure the league is fair and make sure everybody's playing nice and there's nothing going on. And I, I told the guy this, I said, Hey, that's how I run leagues. I want this league to be the best. And he didn't like it. He's like, well, it's not the rules. So I thought mentally it's an unwritten rule. Like that's, that's an unwritten rule. You know that you need to submit lineups. It doesn't matter if you pay for the league, you need to submit lineups. That is the bare minimum. That's the biggest part of fantasy football. You know, you have to set your lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, that's like 
the biggest, biggest rule is submit a lineup. That's all you have to do. If you don't want to submit a lineup, if you don't have the time for that, like everybody said on Twitter, there's a best ball leagues. Have fun with that. Drop mm-hmm. out of the league. If you don't have time, make the league better. Submit a lineup. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. I, you know, part of me is like the, as a, you know, in the commissioner of the one league, I didn't set his lineup. Um, I didn't take over for him. I gave him, it was like two weeks. And then I was able to actually get a conversation with him. And I don't know if he, if he didn't submit a lineup, I don't know that I would have. There's something about it. I'm kind of on the fence about that. So there's part of me, like as a commissioner is like, all right, like it's his team. He runs it. And then I understand like, oh, well, he shouldn't be a free, a free win. But at the same time, like if, if I'm putting in players and it, they beat someone else, that person has a full thing to be like, well, he didn't even set his lineup. The commissioner did. And I lost to him where I would have won. So that creates even more drama. So there's really, there's no really right or wrong way. I guess it's really, uh, you know, you have a conversation with the league and then you, you put it up for vote and say, Hey, so-and-so is not setting his lineup. I can do one of two things. I can either submit his projected points or I cannot submit a lineup at all, like, and have the league vote on it and make it more of a democracy thing. And I'm full like commissioner. I make the hard decisions. If it's something I don't have a problem being like, it's going to be this way. Um, but stuff like that, because that'll only create more drama um, if you don't kind of put it out there for everyone. And I don't know if that's what you did, Tyler, or not, but that's something that how I would probably handle yeah. it as a commissioner. I mean, so it was it was brought up in the league. I had at least five owners message me and be like, hey, this is unfair. He needs to have a legit lineup. And I I didn't add anybody. I brought up a taxi squad player one week and, mm-hmm. and put him into the lineup. And that was it. Like I, the players he had, I just put in a lineup. If they weren't on by, I, I slid them in. It wasn't picking anybody up. It wasn't like getting deep into the, into the week. Like, Oh, who should he start? And all this. So it was just right. like, okay, here's who he's got. I'm going to throw somebody in and just submit. Yeah. It's probably my biggest pet peeve because I'm in 13, 14 leagues right now. And I still submit my lineup and I do it when I have downtime. So when I'm chilling on the couch or when I'm in the bathroom, like I can submit a lineup. It's not a hard thing to do. What I hate is the excuses. So like, for instance, this particular owner is like, Hey, I'm really busy. I don't have time. And I was like, dude, I stay at home with two kids. I'm running around doing all this stuff. And I make the time it's, I don't accept any excuse unless you're sick in the hospital you had something, yeah. you know, something really bad happened. Then, yeah, I get that. I'm not. I'm dropped human. your phone I'm, in the toilet bowl. You know that happened. Well, even if you dropped you got, your phone you in the computer. toilet bowl, you give a yeah. computer. So, like, there's you could use your wife's your phone. laptop in the computer. iPad, iPad. There's, there's, I mean, there's tons. Or, or hey, guess what? You reach out to the commissioner via text message and say, "Hey, man, my electronics are have a phone. He no have a phone. Sure. Letter. Um, Mail email. letter." Email, think, work email. I, let me jump There's in ways here real to do fast yeah. because this is these are unwritten rules. And I think it goes beyond that. Like even as a commissioner, you know, as you start out a league and you and you want to start a dynasty league or any kind of fantasy football league, you need to realize, hey, who am I bringing into this league? I want to make it competitive. I want to make it fun. You have to have an equal uh, skill set and engagement rate as well like you need to know who's going in this league to make the league fun you don't want to have to deal with that drama of people not talking in the chat not wanting to do trades not wanting to set their lineups this is the unwritten rule right here if you're a commissioner and you're starting out choose your managers wisely for your league and you won't have to deal with all this crap (laughs) and like doug said if there is something that comes up like that 
put it to the league. That way you're not singled out as the commissioner, as the bad guy. Although I love playing the bad guy when I have to put my foot down as a commissioner, I'll do it, Mm -hmm. but put it to a vote. If it's a, if it's a six to five vote that the guy's getting kicked out of the league because he hasn't set his lineup in three weeks, guess what? The league has spoken. Right. That's it. But it should be and, pretty and easy the, to find a replacement. And I and think the these are more redraft rules. problems in Dynasty, um, especially with the inactive owners. I see it in redraft leagues. Right. Not not the ones that I'm in, but I used to play a lot more redraft than I did Dynasty. And there was always like those two owners, like outside of week four, I started one and three, and they're just fade into the wind. <laughs> and then yeah, I'm also... A, I'm sorry. Oh, in, in a Dynasty league, at the end of your your bylaws, in the end of your bylaws, put at the end with stars exclamation points the commission reserves the right to make decisions based on the interests of the league because any argument anybody has where you're making the league better like i'm not talking about scoring changes or anything like that right. i'm not anything huge but like stuff like this if if people are really button heads in the middle of it then like james said play the bad guy say look at the bottom of the bylaws i have the decision to submit a lineup to make the integrity of this league better so we can just move on I mean, you're not like say, you know, I'm not adding anybody. Just move on the lineup submitted. Hey, you took a loss to somebody who's not controlling the league. That's on you, buddy. That's not on me. I just mm-hmm. put the players in that he has. So that, I mean, that's pretty much the rationale I'm seeing. And I mean, it was passed. I, I talked to the guy who had an issue with it. They were friends. The guy I kicked out. Yeah. Well, I didn't kick out. He left because I was like, Hey, if you're not going to do this, see you later. Yeah. yeah. So I told him he was on a short leash. Then he voluntarily left. Oh, well, so, you didn't kick him out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so much yeah, of a and bad then, guy. And then the guy, <laughs> the guy who's friends with them is the one who had the issues and was like, hey, you can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of can, because it doesn't matter if you just pay money and just give up. That's not how I'm going to play a league. Yeah, same here. And I want to piggyback a little bit on the bylaws, because one of the things in the league that I run is that. I've been challenged a couple of times. Well, show me the, show me it in the bylaws. And I'm like, ugh. and I just eye roll and be like, A, you yeah. didn't find it. Here it is. And I'll copy <laughs> and paste it. And sometimes there's, there's little devil in the details stuff. That's not in the bylaws. Unwritten um, rules. Unwritten rules. So remember on MFL, you can always add to the bylaws as you go. So yep. you can make it and customize it your own. But I think Tyler made a really good point is that, you know, you put it in there with the asterisks and you say, Hey, like, the commission reserves the right to make decisions based on the interest of the league. And that doesn't, doesn't mean like I make the decisions I want to make. I get to do, I get to do right. five super flex spots. But, the, you but there's going to be like, there was one thing around waivers, like, because this is salary cap league. It was like, Oh, if I drop this $10 million player and drop him to waivers, and then I put in for him at $1 million, like I'll have a salary. They eat some of the salary, kicking it down the road in that type of format. But then they can pick up the player and then sign them for five years if they wanted to. So there was some timing issues with that that we talked about because we have an uh, we have a, a league meeting after the end of the year to discuss like new rules and kind of some some of the you know the micro things that might come up. And we had a discussion around it. And for me, it was just like, don't be a jerk. Like do it ethically. Like if you're gonna pull stuff like that and kind of bend the rules, like don't do it. You should know better. I, I think that that there's a good point there, Doug. You know, every every year we go through and, and leagues are always constantly developing and evolving into different things. And what I put in what I implemented in one of my dynasty leagues that I'm the commission is I implemented penalties. 
And I made sure I like everybody that. knew what the penalties were. You want to be a, a wise guy? You want to find loopholes? God, such okay. a jersey. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, there's a hey, bunch of wise guys. You want to be a wise guy? You want to be a wise guy? You know, you could, you could, uh, you can get a pair of cement shoes. But, uh, <laughs> but no, for real. Um, it it really it really stopped people from because I have a taxi slot operation where I allow first and second year players on taxi. Mm-hmm. But there's a trust system on once they come out of taxi, they cannot That's go it. back on. Yeah, it's the same thing in my league. And it's a trust system. Mm-hmm. Yet I as commissioner, you know, it was the, the years. This is only year three of the of the league. But for the first two years, I watched it and watched it. And I called people and I said, you know what? I'm not playing babysitter this much because we know as commissioners, it's you tough, are yeah. the babysitter. And I have like, you know, between the three of us, I'm, I'm pretty sure we probably have about 40 leagues between the three of us at least. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to be a babysitter that in depth anymore. So I'm like, you know what? I'm putting penalties to it. I catch you once. It's a verbal warning. About everybody in the league has had a, a verbal warning. So this year, at the end of last year, I said, all right, verbal warnings are over. I'm going to start taking draft picks away. And it's going to start in a fifth and then a fourth. And what happens is they they wind up just being compensatory picks. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and everybody's like, oh, wait, you're, you're taking away my future here. And we have money involved in this. I said, you saw it. You then agreed the to rules. it. If, if you don't want to be in the league, here's your chance to get out and I will fill, fit somebody else in. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a problem. Just yeah. let me know. I'll be happy to I'll be happy. Someone will be happy to take over your team. Yeah, we decided to do if you um, don't submit a lineup, we voted on it as a league as one of our offseason changes was that if you don't submit a lineup um, because we had a long conversation about it was it's a ten dollar fine. So if you don't submit a lineup, it's ten bucks and then it goes in the pot. So yeah, for the that league, is so. a great, that's a great idea. I, I put in the rules after this whole entire thing that if you do it once, it's a, I'm talking to you. If I can't get a hold of you and you do it again, it's a third. If you do it again, it's a second. If you do it a fourth time, it's a first. And then if you do it, like if, if it's like ongoing, you're, you're out, out of here. But then the owner who comes in gets the picks, gets the back. picks back. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, you don't want to have them come into a league with yeah. the picks because the <laughs> sorry, other guy was this a idiot. Jerk. This idiot screwed you up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, your future sucks because you have no picks because the other guy was an asshat. Like, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. Um. So let's get let's get to another one. And this one, I've been guilty of this a couple times only when I've been busy. Um. So it might go forty eight or seventy two hours. I never let anything sit in my inbox for days at a time, like five six days, which I've seen happen to me. Uh, respond to trades in a timely manner. Like if someone's reaching out to you and offering you a trade, even if it's awful, like respond to it. Yay, nay, put something in the notes. I hate the blind reject. It could be like, hey, like I'm not really feeling the values yeah. here. Or could you throw a draft pick in? Like, or or not, I've even thrown like interested. I've even thrown stuff out there like, what the hell are you thinking? Like the <laughs> values are so off, but at least I respond. Um, yeah. so trades in a timely manner. Uh, is a big one for me because I know I've sent trades out there and they just expire. And it's like, really? Like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to make my team better. And the way I trade, I look at the team that I'm trading with and I try to think of something that's even, that's going to help both of us um, is kind of how I trade. I try to be a fair trade dealer, but like, Hey, I need running back help. You need wide receiver help. Like, let's look at this. 
and maybe it's a, he throws in a pick or I throw in a pick and we get the deal done. Um, but that can never happen if it just sits there. And I've even reached out to people on like Voxer and all these other things and it's crickets. And that's frustrating because if there's a player that you want to try to get, like for instance, kickoff is Thursday, week one starts then big Sunday. You're probably throwing out trade offers now yes. on players that you really like, because guess what? On Thursday or Sunday or Monday, if those players have a great game, their price is going to go. Yeah. Boop. So you're trying to get like, maybe it's a Darnell Mooney or maybe whoever it is. Doug is literally talking about my whole weekend. I've done all weekend. Like uh, that is my whole weekend. So you, I haven't, I haven't gotten a trade offer from you yet. Tyler. What's here. going on, man? We're in one league together. So <laughs> two, actually two. Yeah. yeah. Two. So it's one uh-huh. of those, soon, soon probably it's, change. it's one of those <laughs> windows. It's just like the end of the year. So the beginning of the year, you're trying to get the players before, that you have a hunch are going to break out and you're trying to get them at a value. And it's the same thing at the end of the year, after week 17, you're throwing out offers for guys that maybe they're rookies that didn't hit, um, you know, or anyone James that Robinson, like, you're trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, drop them. Big right time players. Yeah. Yeah. Just get rid of them. Um, so those are the kind of moves and th- those types of moves are cru- crucially important for you um, in building your teams. Like you, the thing with dynasty is it's like a stock market. Like you want to try to buy low, like, and sometimes if you really like a player, go ahead and buy high because they could even be higher. Um, so it, it T Higgins. Yeah. Uh, so to me, like, that's a big thing is just respond to trades in a timely manner. Cause it would drive me insane. If I had a player I was targeting in multiple leagues and I had offers out there and then they expired and then, Oh, Guess who had a big week one and looked like an absolute stud. And, and then they, then at they the come time I had the, a fair offer. And then now they're trying to milk me for an extra yep. draft pick. Or no, a player. That's always the case. It's, it's always, you're trying like right now I'm trying to push for Terrace Marshall in a home league. I've <laughs> offered trade after trade. I'm overpaying. Like this is my overpay for my guy period, which will look like an overpay now, but will look like an underpay in a couple of weeks. So yep. that's a kind of like my thought and theory that I usually do around this week. And Terrace Marshall right now in a home league, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get it. He's barely replying, but I know for a fact, week one, Terrace Marshall hits. I know for a fact, the second that happens, he's going to come out of his mole hole and then just start. Yapping. Dude, give me a 2022 yep. first. He's going to uh, start you know. yapping like crazy and be like, Hey, so you wanted him. Yeah. So, so let's talk about this trade. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You respond to your trades. Like right now, like that's the whole reason like Rondell Moore go get that Rondell Moore share because his week one could could be amazing uh, I, there's so many rookies right now that you could get for like a second round pick that yes if they hit in week one their first round pick value wise easily yep. so respond to trade offers if you don't like it just say hey I'm not interested in trading the guy but like that's my guy I'm gonna hold him. that's that's, that's easy it. enough that's all you yeah. gotta say and if you're gonna go out there unwritten rule don't throw out a lopsided trade that is just overweighted. Like, like, you know, I recently JK Dobbins is injured and I know there was a lot of movement going on there. People trying to don't go out there and try to offer a, a third or a fourth round pick for JK Dobbins. Like, like don't do those uneven trades. It's not worth it. Like, like what and are when you, even you doing? do, when you do get an uneven trade, what I like it's, to do yeah. is be like, Hey, listen, you know, you might not be right here on this value. Like, don't be a, a jerk about it. And and sometimes I know people like send, you know, double the worst amount of trade. You know, they'll double back with some obscene trade. Don't don't do that. Two wrongs don't make a right. You know, try to be try to be nice a little bit. 
and say, hey, listen, our values aren't right here. You know, look at look at the real look at the real picture here. And, and let's do something fair. If you want to trade, I'm, I'm ready to listen, but let's work together on this. Don't, don't just think, you know, don't try to take advantage of me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and also another trade strategy I like to do, especially around this time, like I'll be like, Hey, I'm interested in a player and I know like our values can differ, but literally send me a trade of all the players you're interested in with nobody on your side. And I will look at this said list. Like if you don't want to sit here and name all players, just literally click the box of players you're interested in, send me the trade, revoke it, and then I'll look at this list and then I will figure something out and then we can start from there. Like that's or, another Or update your trade bait. That's another one. Like people that don't See, update their trade bait. I, I feel like trade bait is like an urban legend. People don't think it exists because nobody I was really able to get players it. off a of trade bait. I got Sam Darnold off year. of it this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, I use it. I'll look through the list. Like Capitals mm-hmm. Pigs, Doug. Trade bait is the best thing on that league because it is chock full of players. And by the way, I'm I'm aiming for you in Capitals picks two next year. <laughs> oh, you're gonna come back in? <laughs> yes. And um, I uh, like I love that. But a lot of people like home leagues. They don't really look at the the trade bait. So if I'm interested, post it in a chat. Be like, hey, you know these three guys are on on the on the bait. Then you know they're on the block. Come get them on the bait. If somebody. If debate. somebody says they're, they're interested in them, on the debatable. If if somebody says they're interested in them, then I'll be like, hey, I'll send you a trade. It's just going to be of the players I'm interested in. Let me know who you're willing to trade. Mm-hmm. Like I think verbal communication, like James said, is the best strategy for trades, especially in a dynasty league where there's so many players on rosters. You you that- know what's a really good old school tactic? Usually leagues you have people with a phone, and if you have yes. their phone number. Yeah. You can go beep, boop, 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 boop. Hey, man. I was interested you, Pete, in... Dave, Pete Davidson. <laughs> yes. I was interested <laughs> in Terrace Marshall, like looking over your roster. Hey, how you been? How's the family? Trade me Terrace Marshall. It's a lot easier. Yeah. You keep yeah. sliding it in. It's a lot easier to do it that way than even over text message. Like it's something about like the, you can, for me, it's listening to a person's voice. Like, they can see like, hey, I'm excited. And they're probably like, oh, wow, we really want Terrace Marshall. Doug Breeze heavily. And and I can also <laughs> hear them and being like, I can see if they're like, eh, maybe they don't want to yeah. trade them. So I might have to come up a little bit. You can't get that kind of context over text message or email. Hey, so, I mean, Pete Davidson and UDPL during the rookie draft, like that's how we made a trade. I mean, yep. I get Pete's like 98 years old. His was but- actually the, the, the rotary. Yes. I mean, I, I actually really enjoyed that trade talk because it was like 15 minutes. I was just talking to trade. It was very fun. And he's sitting mm-hmm. there and we talked about other trades people are making and kind of like roster builds. And then finally, like, he's just like, you know, I think, I think I can do this. And then, you know, like by the, like you said, the tone of the voice, you could be like, okay, fine. I will slide in a third just to push this over the edge. But then you could be, right. you can tell them like straight up in vo- verbal communication. Cause I don't think text people get that. Like, sternness like you you can sit there and say that's all i'm giving like if that's not it we just got to kind of walk our separate ways and you and can think, you can send that on a text and they'll be like wow you're being a dick but you're right. not yeah. like it's just because the, the context isn't there yeah yeah no and i i do agree like i i like that and i like the whole league meeting thing that's really good for yeah. certain rules two that, of my I leagues think, we do that it's good i think i think i need to start implementing that in a lot of leagues where we have a yearly meeting we talk about rules changes and things that can make the league better Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if and there's not much to talk about, hey, you're going there. You're usually eating food and drinking alcohol and seeing your friends. Like, cool, yeah. right? And if it's not a live draft, I like to at least have 
some kind of social media, um, like social media page or a LinkedIn or a Zoom meeting with going on uh, during the draft. So like people can talk, they can interact. They know each other in the league. It's not just playing with a bunch of strangers or, yeah. Hey, I see you once a year, once a year and, and go on their separate ways. We, we, I play fantasy to keep friendships and, and have sure. a good time doing what I love to do. And there's a passion that goes into it. And I've gained a lot of friends doing so. And I want to keep that going throughout the year, throughout the season, even in the off season, be like, Hey, you know, that's why I started getting into dynasty because I wanted to carry it over season to the off season. Exactly. There is no off season. Like, so before we wrap up any final unwritten rules real quick under a minute or less that you wanted to throw out there that kind of like grind your gears, if you will, family guy style, um, anything else that you want to throw out there before we wrap up? Yeah. Know what you're signing up for when you're, when you become, a, uh, when you're going to be a, a commish, you know, don't be like Tyler yeah. and, and, or say, even if you're uh, going to be in don't a don't cry about, league, like, don't cry about being the commissioner. Cause once you've signed up for it, you've, you've got that death wish, you know, it, whatever, it all comes with it. Uh, I try not to be a commission too many times. I'm only a commission, a couple leagues, but when I am, I'm stern. Like I said, you know, I'll do what I got to do to, you know, get them out of here if I have to. Um, but yeah, you know, you know who we are. Yeah. Tyler, anything to wrap us up? If you make trades and you know, somebody's newer in dynasty, I had this happen today. Don't try to screw that owner over just because like, I mean, I saw a trade today go off and I had to actually push the owner to add a second rounder to it because it was, it was egregious. I mean, it was a terrible, it was a, it was a bad trade. I mean, it was David Johnson, a third and a fourth for Joe Mixon. It was gross. Oh yeah. And and, and, and it's a new, it's a, it's a new owner who came in and it's the owner that took over for this other team and they're friends. So I, I legit had to message them both and be like, Hey, is this collusion? And he's like, no, it's not. And I said, that's when you pull and, up the trade calculator and be like, yeah. and I, and I yeah. messaged the guy who, who did the trade and got mixed. And I said, Hey, I, I've known him for a while. He works with me. I said, Hey, you know, you've got to add something to this just because I said, this looks terrible, especially when this is your friend. I said, I, I'm not for this. I will revoke it. Cause this is one of those trades that I'm going to revoke. It kind of screws him over. And he's like, fine, I'll add something. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be mad, but like, don't do that. Like if there's a new yeah. owner dynasty, let them enjoy dynasty, how it should be. Let them get their, yeah. Feet don't let them wet. start their team off with the, at a disadvantage. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let them get their feet wet and let them roll on. Awesome. Thank you, Tyler. Well, that is going to wrap us up this week on the dynasty happy hour live again on fantasypoints.com stream mega stream, which has been absolutely mega awesome. Stream. Make sure you use code 21 DHH 10 for 10% off a subscription. 90% made the playoffs last year, which is absolutely awesome. Also shout out to trophy smack. Dot com. Once again, use code DHH ring to get that awesome $60 championship ring. Check out Viridian Global if you're interested in some DHH merch. We got it right over there. You can just search Dynasty Happy Hour to find it on there. I am your host, Doug. You can find me on Twitter at The Fantasy Father. You can find James at FF underscore chef and Tyler at DHH underscore Tyler, if I remember correctly. And that is going to wrap it up for Dynasty Happy Hour this week. Guys, best of luck this season. I cannot wait to watch football with my friends, my family, eat the food that's not good for me, and just be in my element. It is, I am so excited. So we'll be back next week to talk about it because week one is the unknown and we're going to jump into it and there's going to be all sorts of awesome things to chat about with James, myself, and Tyler next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour.